0: MAGA Media. I wish in
2: my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room.
3: Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Hi, thank you so much for coming to New Hampshire to answer our questions. My question is regarding the economy. Over the past two years, we have seen the prices for everything skyrocket. From food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. We were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant. And nobody had ever done what I did. We got oil down to $1.87. Actually, it fell lower than that in some cases. We had to save the oil companies the, the price was getting. So we were doing incredibly. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country, probably the greatest economy in the history of the world. We were energy independent, soon to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia put together, times two we have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation any other nation and these stupid fools ended it and energy went from a dollar eighty seven and even lower for gasoline for car they went from a dollar eighty seven to five six seven eight and even nine dollars and your electricity bills went through the roof your heating bills went through the roof And that's what started inflation and it hasn't stopped because people are paying now for bacon and for eggs and for the two and three times what it was just a little while ago. We created the greatest economy in history. A big part of that economy was I get, got you the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country. Bigger than the Reagan cuts, bigger than any. And also, Caitlin, also, as you know, we got the biggest regulation and regulatory cuts We this place was rocking. And then we were given a gift from China and China paid a big price. And let me tell you something. I took in hundreds.
0: Okay, welcome. Uh, Saturday, 13, May, Eurovalor, 2023. Remember, President Trump has a a very big and important rally in Iowa today. We'll also have uh, commentary on that uh, in this hour. Um, But I want to go since the part of President Trump's answer. Look, the question and it is the question, because people always say it's the economy, stupid. At the core of many of our issues is, this, uh, is the economy. And, of course, obviously the debt ceiling and what's going back and forth and this threatening of the 14th Amendment and all that. Um, it is very uncertain times, uncertain times in capital markets, uncertain times in the economy, uncertain times in your own personal finance. So uh, since uh, President Trump said liquid gold – I thought I'd bring in the two people who I turned to for their judgment, both about energy and about um, precious metals, gold. I got Philip Patrick from Birch Gold. Philip, thank you for joining us, and of course the great Dave Walsh on energy. Dave, I want to start with you, and about Trump's uh, about full spectrum energy dominance. So we were we were energy independent, and we have uh, we were very close to to, to energy dominant, right? And 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 now we're not. And I want people to understand. <clears throat> every time you come on here, you you talk about the really radical nature. And this is what's so important about this budget and the spending issue. Remember, although we didn't get the cuts we wanted, and Russ vote and the team always talk about woke and weaponized getting out of the budget. McCarthy, half of the McCarthy in, in this budget that he's got, half of it is tied to undoing things that Biden has done on the energy side. But people also miss because there's so much news going on and in, in so much of the invasion of the southern border and all of it that we miss some of the most radical things they're doing. And what they're doing is setting in an infrastructure, a template, infrastructure template that is, I don't know, I, I can't make the math to work out at all, but it's going to make the bottom even follow the economy of what they've done. So, Dave Walsh, I want to first get you in here because the as Philip and I always talk about that, the. the underlying thing we need to do is to get the foundational element of this economy sorted, and that would be energy. Uh, Dave Walsh, your thoughts and observations.
2: Well, hey, Steve, to prove that point today, um, EPA Administrator Reagan came out with the, um, an additional massive power plant called Emissions Program for 60-day comment that is a direct full-frontal assault on 62% of our electrical energy supply in the country. I mean, this is the very thing that we want to ramp way up, supposedly, to facilitate EVs, facilitate displacing gas stoves, etc., cetera, home heating with electricity in the north and midwest. They've announced a full frontal assault through EPA efforts at 62% of our electrical energy resource, being two-thirds of that natural gas, one-third being coal. And by the way, that's 77% of our continuous duty on demand, always there electricity. By virtue of a characterizing CO2 as something today in this this, uh, proposed plan, something that causes thousands of deaths, will cause 10,000s of workplace uh, uh, lost days, causes asthma, causes clean air not to be breathable. This is not the case with CO2. CO2 has never been characterized before as a harmful pollutant. Nitrous oxide, sulfur, mercury, heavy particulate are pollutants, not CO2. Their theory on that is it causes warming. But in any event, this program, and they say it's going to cost only about $8 billion to utilities and power plants, this would affect the 500 to 520 large, large power plants in this country and cost them about 1.4 trillion if implemented. Carbon capture systems were experiment that's what the core of this is mandating either carbon capture systems be installed on all these plants or that they be converted to hydrogen fuel by about 2035 that the cost of this technology this has been tried before at four prototype plants under the Obama administration and ceased in 2020 completely at Kemper County in Mississippi at the uh, NRG Petronova plant in Houston, uh, another big plant called the Plant Berry plant for Southern Company. My company was involved in two of those. The technology didn't work well. Secondly, the cost was absolutely exorbitant. You're talking about sucking the carbon out of the emissions at a at cost per plant at about $3.5 billion compared to the cost of building <laughs> this plant.
0: Hang on one second. I just want to make sure people got the framing of this. And maybe pull the camera back a second uh, and then describe what what EPA is doing here on this, the 60 day comment period. Right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this Biden regime has a group of um, ideologues in there and they are like have had a religious conver- uh, con- conversion. They are radical. Net zero carbon or Green New Deal, whatever you want to call them. But this is a religion to them. And they don't uh, they don't brook any uh, debate or if they have apostates they don't, you know, people that used to be with them. They don't they don't they've 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 thrown them out the most radical. His plan overall, and correct me if you're wrong, this is why this spending debate is not simply about spending. It is very important spending, but it's also about getting revenues up. And what they're trying to do in the spending cuts is to cut things that are directly tied to this. And quite frankly, it's a radical agenda that's never been debated. The American people have not really weighed in on this. So talk to me about what they're doing on this radical net zero carbon and how this new element of it, which I think has shocked everybody about going after the power plants, which you say provide 62 percent of the power of the nation. Talk to us about the radicalness of their overall their overall theory of the case.
2: Well, the, the spending in, in this imposed on the private sector, the utilities and the independent power producers who own power plants across about 520, average being a 1,000 megawatt power plant, would cost each of them about $3.2 billion each plant to install a carbon capture system. Now, the alternative they're giving is to switch the fuel source to hydrogen, which we don't have the infrastructure. The, the infrastructure to build the piping storage and manufacturing of hydrogen through electrolysis or other means is about an equivalent cost per plant to what I've talked about, to 3.2 billion. So what this does is take takes the original cost of this great, recently built, by the way, generation resource in this country. We've just built uh, 250 gas-fired power plants since 2001 in this country, many of which just erected in the last five to seven years. A tremendous efficiency. Tremendous low actual pollutant values. You're talking again: sulfur, nitrous oxide, mercury. These plants no longer really emit any meaningful quantities of CO2. Is not a harmful pollutant. It's involved in a theory of warming. Um, but the cost, the cost of this will probably quint. If this were imposed, quintuple electricity prices in the country and cause drastic shortages. As many many of these plants, really the majority of them, will not be able to comply. Financially, therefore, close. Therefore, we're only going to be adding to the electricity shortage that we already have vis a vis what's happening in California, in Texas, Minnesota, the Carolinas, soon to come in Florida. We have a major shortage of baseload on demand continuous duty electricity, aka why the brownouts and the service curtailments in Texas and California, Minnesota, Colorado, the, the Carolinas over the holidays. We need much more of this. We actually need 50% more continuous-duty coal and baseload uh, combined cycle plants to get anywhere near meeting this EV target of, of massively electrifying the nation further between home heating, converting to gas, electricity, and the, EV, and the EV boom that the administration wants. This, this plan is the polar opposite. This is about reducing the electricity supply and making what we have massively costly. Which is again an inflationary thing beyond belief. So all this work by the Fed, uh, you know, on interest rates is right out the window when you do things like this to quintuple yeah. the cost this, of electricity.
0: Uh, I want to lay that in there. Here's the thing. Walk me through. They're, they're moving to a total electrification of the of the uh, of of our basic industry, including electric vehicles, and take r- rid of gas turbine cars. This. Kind of counteracts this because at the same time, and they haven't factored this in, you're saying the cost quintuples, right? Mm -hmm. Quintuples, excuse me, quintuples.
2: If this is imposed across the whole thing,
0: yes. Yeah. Here's the issue. When you look at, and right now we're in this huge fight over models and where the country is going financially, and they have a plan, and their plan still still adds $50 trillion of debt over the next – excuse me, it doesn't add $50 trillion of debt. It gets us to $50 trillion face amount just at the Federal Reserve, not even including what's on the uh, – excuse me, on the on the Treasury Department, not even including what's on the Federal Reserve. And those interest rates, if interest rates stay the same kick up, you're going to spend $2 trillion a year in interest payments. The – What we know from the Congressional Budget Office and others is that we are entering into and start of the lost decades like Japan and these other countries of growth of 1%, a 1.1%, a one and a half percent. We can't have a robust economy at one to one and a half percent. First off, you're going to have a big uh, drop in tax revenues. More importantly, You're not going to have opportunities, you're going to have unemployment, you're going to have more people on welfare, you're going to have more people on food stamps. The math doesn't work. In the middle of this, something has gone on the signal of what they're doing at the same time. It's a radical restructuring of our industrial economy, a radical restructuring around the electric vehicle and around electrification. At the same time, they're now going and gutting what our infrastructure was of gas-fired plants and we're going to add tremendous cost that nobody's calculated that in into one model where you understand what are you doing you are literally setting us up not just to have a recession because of your mismanagement of finances and printing of money now you're actually going to the central beating heart of the operating plan of our economy and this is a radical radical transformation of it and they're not having a debate about it they're just mandating it and they're mandating it from EPA okay we're going to take a short break we're going to get to the bottom of all this. Uh, I've got Philip Patrick. We have Dave Walsh. We're going to ter- take a short commercial break. You're in the war room. We're going to be back in just a moment. Just you want to play.
1: Bring it on and will we'll fight to the end. Just watch and it. see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you go over. Because we're taking down.
0: Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take field of greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered down supplement. And it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in field of greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup, when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com, that's fieldofgreens.com, and use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, 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 do that today. War Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome back. I want to go to Philip Patrick. Dave, I'm coming right back to you. I want to go to Philip Patrick. Philip, you've been doing this a long time, and it's one of the reasons uh, I wanted you and Dave on today. We're going to talk about the bricks. We're going to talk about how they're going to gold and how they have the resources. And these countries are um, tired of being picked off by a devalued currency, i.e. the dollar. But I want to go back to what to what Dave Walsh is talking about. Do you see any way out of this that at some point it's not an operational model thing? In other words, we are the most advanced industrial economy in the history of mankind. The power of the United States since the invention of the steam engine and the invention of all the things that came off the steam engine technology from the the early 19th century, first Great Britain as the industrial power, then the United States, we've always been built upon a, a business model that supports the, the, not just the spending of the government, but the entire infrastructure of our society. Are you concerned as you look out there that we're and Here's the thing that concerns me is that it's not getting enough attention. There are massive radical changes going on by really what I call the administrative state, all dictated to dictated by people that have vested interests in this financially or their uniparty uh, factotums and apparatchiks. Uh, that are elected officials. But I want you to go walk me through y- y- your concern about just the overall economy, sir.
1: I mean, look, there, there is there is not good news anywhere to be seen. Right. And I think this this problem has been brewing for, for for quite a while. And the Biden administration have exacerbated. I think it started with Obama. Trump came in, fixed a lot of the problems. And of course, uh, Biden carried on where Obama left off but you know we have problems all across the economy right we have inflation still raging we you know, we're in recession here in the United States, despite what people say. Uh, and, and there's not really any way out. The Federal Reserve are in a very, very tough situation. They don't have the tools. We're seeing the problems that they have now. They want to try and combat inflation, but they can't do it. We're squeezing the banks. It's a very, very tough situation. In the background, right, we've got the, the, the government trying to push us towards a green agenda. We're not ready to do so. I think they've summed up very, well the effect that that will have on the economy. And of course, we've got BRICS nations now pushing to move away from the dollar for for international trade. That alone is significant and quite frankly, it's understandable, right? How did we get here? We weaponized the dollar, we sanctioned Russia, not only the country, but citizens, corporations alike. We banned them from the SWIFT payment network and essentially froze them out of the global financial system, printing money on a scale never seen before in the United United States history fueling inflation, right? We had this same issue back in the 70s. De dollarization was a thing until Volcker came in, stamped out the stagflationary climate, and turned the ship around. Right now, we can't do what Volcker did. I don't think we have the tools, and the trajectory is very, very concerning. As we've discussed many times, as you've written about, if we lose a grip on global reserve currency status, there is no coming back from that. The United Kingdom today. Is not the United Kingdom before 1946 as we know, and the U.S. dollar and the U.S. Sadly, at the moment, we're heading in the same direction. So we need a change of course, and we need it now.
0: We had John Katzmatidis on here, I think, a week ago, uh, and John's a very successful entrepreneur in the in the uh, in the food retail business, in uh, in uh, the uh, energy retail business, aerospace, all this. Uh, and he doesn't totally agree with us on, on, on the debt ceiling, but he did say one thing. He said the, the problem we have, and you see it throughout the world because he's an international businessman, is that people now don't have faith in the financial and economic leadership of the United States. And no matter what the politics were, or the, they always had a sense that you had these kind of hard-nosed capitalists that were making rational decisions, and, when, and, and people got confidence off all of that. To I think it was Gallup this week had polling or was polling out uh, from a very good source that said the financial leadership of the country in the Federal Reserve in the Secretary of Treasury had never been lower. And that, um, in that, Yellen was actually this week calling around to CEOs to say how catastrophic the economy was if they didn't, uh, you know, uh, if we didn't raise the debt ceiling, and kind of implying there might be measures like the Fourteenth Amendment or others. <laughs> Uh, that that we're not normally using to come how big and in your history of doing this, how big a deal is it is, is it looks like the leadership of our economy, the leadership of the finances, the leadership of the business. Let's leave the political class out of it uh, now, I think, doesn't give people a high level of confidence that they either know what they're doing or they they think about the good of the country as much as the good of themselves or. They also have these radical ideologies that are not fully disclosed, sir.
1: There's an optics, confidence is everything, right? I think if we you know there was global confidence in the leadership of the United States. The Saudis wouldn't have entertained the Chinese. And it's not just Yellen and Biden, it's Powell too, right? He has the lowest approval rating of any Federal Reserve chairman ever. He's just 1% above Biden's approval rating. And you mentioned Biden threatening to sort of invoke Section 4 of the 14th Amendment. It's Bonkers, Right. He's trying to sort of light up an old civil war era thing to try and push forward a spending package. This isn't the the, the sort of actions of a politician, of a leader. This is these are the actions of an autocrat. It's bonkers. But you're absolutely right. There is no confidence in the leadership of the United States. And that alone is a big, big problem. Uh, a big problem for us. And by by the way, they're it's, right to not have confidence. Yep. Sorry, please. This thing has been mismanaged from the that. beginning.
0: No, no. That's why I want to get back to the Dave Walsh thing because you see that these agendas are going on. The math just doesn't work out, and yet there's never full disclosure. All of a sudden, you get some you get some factotum over at EPA, the same guy that blew East Palestine, the same guy that had responsibility. Regan at at uh, at EPA. That, that the on-scene commanders reported to and it's devolved to him from an executive order. The same guy that essentially his group allowed the quote-unquote controlled release and then the controlled burn is now putting out these mandates. Hey, 60-day comment section, you know we're gonna, we'll we obviously get war room people up to comment, but they've already made their mind up. This whole thing of lack of confidence, why are central banks – Particularly, central banks of resource—the people that have controlled the oil and gas in the world and are using it, not the United States that has it and is not using it—the people that have the resources throughout the world, the mining resources, the oil and gas, uh, the agricultural resources—why are those central banks buying gold at the high? Twenty twenty-two was the highest rates ever, and twenty twenty-three is ahead of that. Why are they doing that?
1: I mean, listen, it's for the same reason that we as individuals should be looking at it. Gold is a check on government spending. It is a check on, on, on currency devaluation. Gold and the dollar have an inverse relationship. So a bet on gold is a bet against the dollar. Dollar goes down, gold goes up. And I think central governments around the world know that there are changes coming, right? Is the Chinese Yuan going to take over global reserve currency status from the US tomorrow? Absolutely not. But what we are seeing is a significant reduction in, in dollar-denominated transactions globally. That alone itself will have a significant impact on our currency. So I think they know this. The U.S. dollar will not be the next global reserve currency. I don't think they know what will yet, but they're hedging their bets in the meantime, and gold is the best way to hedge when currency is up in the air.
0: We did that. you know, you and I are working on this, ongoing um the end of the dollar empire. And I think we started about two years ago, but we've had three parts of the series out. The latest one is the debt trap. It gets you totally up to speed on uh and remember this is gonna be a rolling gun battle, right? This is gonna be a rolling gun battle. When they're talking about gimmicks, when you have Paul Krugman at uh at the New York Times talking about printing a commemorative coin a platinum commander of coin would be worth they'll just deem it worth a trillion dollars and they'll put that on the desk of the Treasury Department and that'll get you through an interim period. I mean, seriously, this is the, if 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 people would come in and talk to you off the street, say, Are you crazy? And you've got a, a a amendment to the Constitution that was made after the Civil War to kind of clean up some of the legal issues regarding the the Great Rebellion. Um and they're using that to say and, and you got large tribes sitting there going, Well, you know. I was against it years ago, but I think that in this situation, because these MAGA extremist Republicans want to cut spending and we just want to keep on, that maybe the president has some inherent powers. As he says, he's got some inherent powers I haven't thought of before, and he can do it. We're, 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 in, a, uh, we're in a serious bind. How can people – I just want to make sure people – because we talk macro here. We're not here to give personal financial advice, but where do they go Right now, you go to you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the uh, to get the end of the dollar empire. And people should read that because Philip Patrick's right. That goes. It all goes where do they go to talk to your
1: guys. Uh, so it's really simple. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. That's going to get them access to a free information guide. Um, you know, you'll, you'll be contacted by, by one of our professionals like myself. We'll be here to guide you through birchgold.com forward slash Bannon. They can reach me directly at Philip Patrick on Getter.
0: Now, you may, you may uh, think about it uh, that you say, hey, what do I know about anything? What you should know when you talk to the Birch Gold guys, not just about the, the, the tax-free IRAs, the transfer of the IRAs and 401ks, it's also explaining to you and give you the information the central banks, remember, they got all, they got all these central banks throughout the world, got Harvard guys and MIT Sloan guys, University of Chicago and Stanford all working for them. They all got the HP 12 C's are all running the numbers. If they're buying gold, you have to actually and you see the fight we're having over this debt ceiling of the budget. You got to ask yourself, hey, maybe they know something I don't. Well, this is the way you get the inside information. Sit there and go, you finally get up this Say, OK, fine, I understand it, then you can make your own decision. But you've got to immerse yourself right now more than ever. You have to immerse yourself in this. Okay, we're gonna take a short break. Philip's gonna stick with me. I got Dave Walsh. Uh, we got a lot to get through this morning, but when we get through it all. We want to set the framework for you understanding this titanic battle over money and power here in Washington D.C. And you're at the head of the table. That's why they hate you. That's why they hate Trump. You are the Creditors Committee. In fact. You're chairman of the Creditors Committee. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E. JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical—that's one word, J-A-S-E Medical.com—and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E Medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action.
2: Here's your host,
0: Stephen K. Bass. So, Dave Walsh, can we... Because it's being pitched to low information folks that the creation of all these new jobs, that the whole nirvana, this radical transformation has a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And I just want to ask you right now, as you see it, because right now we're in these huge, massive fights over, over, the, over, the, over the debt ceiling. And that gets down to spending and how that spending is not helping the economy. It's hurting the economy because half the spending cuts come out of the, the Green New Deal. Can we be the economy that we can be if we're driving to something that mathematically doesn't pencil out like is happening in Germany? I mean, isn't this get down to the core of it because we've got the Federal Reserve printing money, we have this spending, but until there's a business model for an advanced industrial country, that's foundational elements are based upon energy production and distribution, it's 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 a fantasy. This is why Trump's answer. The woman asked him. She didn't ask a question about energy. She asked a question of Trump about the economy, understanding the four years of peace and prosperity he gave us. She wanted to know in your second term, what will you do? And what was his first answer? The first part of the answer was not about the debt ceiling. It was not about the spending. It was not about ESG or woke. He got to all that. But the first answer is about energy, because in an advanced industrial society, the production and distribution of energy is the absolute keystone, it is the the absolute foundational element to it. Dave Walsh.
2: Yeah, it is. energy is the blood in the body of any advanced industrial economy. And the troubling things are basically the total, total contradiction going on of this electrification desire on the one hand, with, on the other hand, today, smashing, this week, smashing and reducing our core energy supply areas in electricity, natural gas, and coal. Many of these plants won't be able to comply with this new standard because the costs are absurdly high. And they'll close. We'll have shortages. But if you think, I mean, the hallmarks of a secure energy system, a secure energy strategy are diversity of fuel supply and, and self-dependence. Xi Jinping is following this. He's adding massive gas plant resources in China to his heavy coal mix of 60%. He's building 20 nuclear power plants, taking strong actions to diversify their energy supply to make their nation more bulletproof from imports. We, on the other hand, even with this, again, in contradictory space, this devotion to wind and solar resources means a lot more battery storage. We're talking about a lot more, of course, EVs. This is all going to be based on a pyramid of cobalt, um, copper, and lithium that's all mined abroad. So we're talking about displacing natural gas and oil in the U.S. with sources for lithium-ion batteries in cars and EVs and for battery storage next to solar plants to store that power for just a few hours, all coming from abroad where we have no control over the pricing. And the issue becomes, as you commoditize more more of our GDP is, is, includes a content of commoditized offshore-sourced material that we control not a, of the pricing over. Inflation goes out of control. The currency goes out of control. So And we're moving in this direction with the cobalt, copper, and lithium supply and all the EV and battery storage solutions being, and the, and the uh, thin-film PV in all these solar panels that, that are offshore and therefore we don't control the cost level over at all compared to today having some notional energy self-sufficiency as President Trump supported the cause of in this country. It's here. We're, we're ruining that, which is going to have a, a massive effect on the currency and on inflation in a negative sense.
0: What, what you saw in a more advanced way, and actually even, in, I guess, more radical way was what happened in Germany, that these elites – for somehow are trying to shift to a post industrial economy when they're in an industrial economy and they're going after energy. Philip Patrick, here here's the here's what concerns me most. If you look at all the models we talk about, and and, and people and Dave Brad comes in here, people talk about fifty trillion dollars. Fifty trillion dollars, we're at thirty-two trillion right now. This is the massive fights they're having all the time. And 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 remember, what we have on the table doesn't really cut it, 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 it basically cuts the rate of growth. We're not to any true cuts in, in federal spending. If you look at all the models going forward that get you to the 50 trillion, because we haven't addressed that, it's all based upon growth assumptions to the model that are much higher than what reality is showing us. It's the reason that in the first seven months of this fiscal year, we are going to blow through a trillion dollar deficit which wasn't planned for. Why is that? Because the economy's slowing down. Now our growth is about 1 to 1.1%. If you pencil out, if you take what Dave Walsh is telling you about dramatically increased cost and, and, and less availability, if you start to factor that in to all the other madness we have going on, and you pencil out growth, anemic growth, what I call a lost decade of around 1% or 1.5%, at the spending levels we're talking about and projected by the Congressional Budget Office, that these, these deficits explode more. There's more than fifty trillion dollars. Yeah. You can get to sixty trillion, sixty five, seventy trillion. You you if you continue on this path that you're on, and this is not some sort of a mystical you know, we don't need to have mystical powers, right? And we don't need to do incantations to be able to understand this. This is fairly straightforward, right? It's just a kind of arithmetic. So Given Dave Walsh's reality check, Philip Patrick, as you sit here and see and see what has to happen, because at those anemic growth rates from our tax revenues drop, it's one of the reasons we have the bigger ge- deficit right here. Tax revenues drop. You can't raise taxes because the wealthy won't let taxes be raised on themselves. You can't sell enough bonds. The Japanese insurance companies and the and the Chinese uh, Communist Party who've been in the Gulf Emirates have a limit to what they'll buy. There'll be a gap, and the only way that that gap is fulfilled is the Federal Reserve just essentially prints money. They print money. Given that, Philip Patrick, what is your assessment or forecast of what happens to us here? <laughs>
1: That's a very difficult question to answer. Listen, you know, and we've discussed this many, many, many times. If we look at the numbers, we look at debt, we look at productivity, debt to GDP, you know, there are no nations in history that have come back from the position that the United States is in today. So, you know, the, 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 the mathematical brain or that side of my brain tells me that there is no coming back from that the flip side is I look at our potential, as Dave said, you know, we could be energy independent very, very quickly. The resources that we have here in the United States are unparalleled anywhere in the world. Right? So the emotional side of me says, look, we'll find a way with good leadership to put ourselves on a better trajectory. We'll find a way. But if I look at it from a mathematical standpoint, I don't see a way out of this. Even where we are today, it's going to take a dramatic shift. Uh, and I don't think we have the leadership to push us okay. in that direction.
0: If you don't, have the political will. OK, OK. Work with me on this one. Let's assume you don't. But if my math is correct and I factor in Dave Walsh's quite logical yeah. uh, assumptions on what's happening with this radical ideology, that and it's not, it's not Dave Walsh and Bannon saying this. This is EPA putting out 60-day comment correct. section. This is telling you what they're going to do to the power plants if you If this goes forward as it's rolling out, the brics Brazil Russia, India, China, South Africa, and the other developing nations that are resource rich but in, in, in infrastructure and human capital light, and they look at that model with what the u s what the u s government and the leadership are going to have to do to continue to print money, and they look at the alternative of their resources and their currency backed by gold or a I keep saying the third world or the developed world is coming up with a new gold standard. Correct. What, do you happen, what do you think happens in this regard?
1: Listen, I I think it's heading in that direction. I think there's no stopping that train. And I think they've been very smart, right? Pegging currencies to gold, stabilizing. We're at the moment getting outsmarted by these BRICS nations. And my concern is that other nations, friendly nations, start to catch on. The dollar is a store of value. People are losing faith. We talked about leadership earlier. I think that's having a big effect. We look at policy Printing money at a scale never seen before, that has a big effect. But I cannot stress, you know, the effect, the impact that that will have on every citizen in the United States. There is no coming back. I've been saying for a while I'm scared to, you know, with you be writing volume four because it's like we write the future. Every time we write it, it happens. Volume four concerns me. But this of all of our problems, (laughs) this is our biggest one.
0: By the way, Philip, what Philip's was talking about when we conceived this project a couple of years ago, the end of the dollar empire, it was very speculative at the time, but we laid out the first was going to be about the politics of money. to Talk to people about what the, really the political history of this country is tied to the currency from really the founding of the, of the republic and, 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 and brilliant thinkers like Hamilton and Jefferson and these huge arguments they had about central banking, what they had about credit and all this, and then go all the way through Andrew Jackson, the huge fights, which were before slavery, the big fights were over the the central bank, over the U- Bank of the United States. Then about slavery and Lincoln and the Free Soil guys take it all the way to the populace to to William Jennings Bryan to to really when they shut it all down, this <laughs> was the federal the, the beginning of the Federal Reserve and the income tax. Just hey, just a random event there, but to get people up. To, and then the second was the end of the us as the prime reserve currency. Kabam, that happened too, and now it's the the debt the, you know the the debt trap. But the the point is is that Very smart people throughout the world look at Germany and they look at the United States and they look at these elites and these elites have been dependent upon, particularly the United States and the whole West, of the supremacy of the dollar. And the supremacy of the dollar, the full faith and credit is the working men and women of this country. That's a full faith and credit, not the Federal Reserve. We have a system that is completely out of whack in that you can have the fiscal domination of these executive branches and legislature that continue to pass things that are just not, they're, they're not feasible in the fact that you can't pay for it. But they have a mechanism in the Federal Reserve that continues to print money because the rest of the world needs dollars to basically grease the wheel. The, the world runs off of dollars. Yep. And it's our greatest export. And people go, yeah, I got that. But that dollar continues to devalue because you continue to run these deficits and you've got to raise interest rates. And that game's just not going to play anymore. Right. Philip Patrick, where do, once again, where do people get to? Because I want to make sure people really spend time thinking about this, going to our, going to our site and reading it, but also talking to your advisors
1: so really simple birchgold.com forward slash bannon that's going to get them access to the information kit that's where we start and then like i said there'll be a lot of people like myself at the firm that are there to hold people's hands educate and guide them through the process so again birchgold.com forward slash bannon
0: uh philip thank you thank you for taking time away on a saturday to join us and uh and thank you for uh for making sure that you're Available. All I hear is great comments and feedback back from uh, the staff over there of helping people through this. Thank you very much. Honored to have you on. Thank you.
1: Brother. My honor. Thank you, Steve. And Phillips got the warning.
0: Hey, let's not write another one because it'll come true every every time we do a, a evaluation um, or do another installment. I'm going to hold Dave Walsh. We're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be back. The um, how we're going to get to the solution? Can we wait for the return of Donald Trump? And I want everybody to remember when Donald J. Trump was asked that question about the economy, where did he go first? Full spectrum energy dominance. What is the bizarre thing here is that we could be full spectrum spectrum energy dominance across the board. And we're holding ourselves back. This is self-imposed. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify? you also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve, ekpure.com, code Steve. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas, The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now.
2: This new one looks pretty good. Really? Did you know Ron DeSantis backed deep cuts to Social Security and Medicare? Ron
1: DeSantis? Yeah. He voted to cut Social Security or Medicare, not once, not twice, but three times. DeSantis even tried to raise the retirement age to 70. I thought DeSantis was one of the good ones, but he's just another career politician. America needs Trump. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: We talk about this in this uh, debt situation and the spending situation, you know, and President Trump said, hey, look, he pulled the rug out from under him. He said, look, I'd go to massive cuts. They'd have to accept it if they did not call their bluff. And how bad can it be? Can it be any worse than this, than the alternative? Can you spend yourself in oblivion? And now you got Dave Walsh telling you that the model they're basing all this on is a lie because it doesn't it doesn't pencil out as he's told you about Germany and these other countries with these radical ideologies, Dave, I know the audience, what they're going to ask is that Trump's not back to 2025 and it's going to be a brutal slog to get there. And once he's in, they're going to fight him every step of the way with these ideologues that are throughout the administrative state. Number one, what can be done in the interim? And number two, um, how bad can it get before Trump and the Calvary arrives? Sir,
2: well, there, there are things can be done. I did uh, one uh, late this week, a few days ago. I got a hold of Patrick Morrissey's office, AG of West Virginia, empowered him and educated his, he and his folks on, hey, we got to go after this new uh, standard here on so-called emissions, revisiting the, uh, the major doctrines thesis of the Supreme Court ruling against the Clean Power Plan. That's what this is. It's more it directly violates that. So when we get Kerry running around claiming that we need to simply end coal in the U.S. by 2030 as a thesis, not chemistry or the environment, just comments like that, this is about the EPA stepping way out of their swim lane. So you get a hold of your attorney generals, Ken Paxton, Patrick Morrissey. And the other part is utilities. When you get the opportunity, I mean, we've got, unfortunately, in regulated power generation states like this one, Public utilities jumping on board with, guess what, if they load up their capital spending plan with whatever the Public Service Commission approves. And here in Florida, our Public Service Commission has improved a massive solar build, uh, which will take, based on Florida Power and Light's recently announced plan, increase their CapEx plan by a factor of nine over the next 25 years, which on which they get a guaranteed 10.8% return, no matter what the electrical capability is of what they're building, they're motivated to get on board with this kind of asset churn to their benefit at the at the horrendous consequence to people. So wherever you have a chance to talk to your public utility in a public forum, we, you need to do that. You need to get at your local elected officials in state ho- 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 houses.
0: Ho- 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 hang, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on for a second. You're saying that people, the powers that be, are going to make a ton of money, and this transformation is going to take yes. huge capital expenditures. They're in the control of all that. And that's one of the for- – what's. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But one of the forces that are driving this – because it doesn't make any sense. One of the forces that are driving it, that people want to change the infrastructure, change it, because there's a way for them to make more money out of it, right? It would be less efficient, less yeah, focused, 100%. but they can actually make money in that transformation.
2: Major uh, large-cap uh, publicly traded equities in the in the utility business, people like – Florida Power and Light, Dominion, Duke Energy, Entergy, Exelon, others have have stepped up to get on board with this stuff and go ahead and um, announce major, major capital plans on which in their regulated service territory states they get back much more rapidly the capex they spend in rates and the guaranteed rate of return they get. So instead of fighting the EPA, they've jumped on board with doing the massive solar and the massive offshore wind CapEx programs because they get a guaranteed rate of return on them. Uh, they, they, they don't really have a big, any, any motivation but to join in. So you need strong governors and strong public service commissions to stand in the way of their egregious overspending on stuff that doesn't work or works only a very part-time because the regulations all support they're, they're gaining guaranteed rates of return on the capital they invest in, in this or anything. It doesn't matter what it is. That's how the model works for a regulated utility. So we need strong public service commissions, strong governors who appoint them, strong state senates who approve them to get in the way of these kinds of actions by host utilities that are motivated to spend on on stuff that is very part-time and very costly, being solar, wind, offshore wind particularly – uh, it's just uh, it, it, it's a bad it's a bad uh, motivation that's developed whereby they give, get one incentivized give, and they're motivated give, to do this.
0: Give me a, give, give me a minute. I got to bounce. Uh, give me a minute on if uh, EPA, if this is uh, implemented, what they're getting, the comment period they started, uh, you know, earlier this week. If this is implemented, what what impact to the economy as you see it today will this have?
2: devastating on electricity prices, probably quintupling and and on shortages because, okay, this this would affect about five hundred and twenty five major power plants at a cost of about a trillion five. So let government steps in and subsidizes about four hundred billion of that. Still one point one trillion on the private sector books uh, it being probably sixty percent of that debt. So you pick up to the comments on on where we are with the currency. About six hundred billion of debt would be incurred to finance all this. Um, huge effect on electricity prices and a big, big drag on the economy.
0: D- Dave, where do people get to you on type? social media? You, you do, you're doing an incredible job. Where do people get to you on social media?
2: Steve's at at Dave Walsh Energy on both Getter and True Social. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it.
0: Mon- thank you. By the way, the the third world countries, the developing nations of the world, understand this. They're not dumb by what they're doing. They're husbanding their resources. They're charging higher prices, and they're buying gold with both hands. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Okay. I uh, want to thank everybody. The Iowa um, the Iowa uh, rally is today. We'll be back here live on uh, Monday morning, and I'm sure we're going to have tons of financial and capital markets news. Anything comes up, and we're going to do the rally live tonight. I'll be in the live chat. Uh, make sure that uh, I think it actually starts at 5 o'clock, 5 or 6 o'clock. Thank you and uh, look forward to seeing you at the rally night on uh, Getter and we'll be back here Monday. There's so much going on. I've never seen a news cycle like this in my life. Thank you very much for being here in the War Room. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67 percent and do it again Warroom health all one word warroomhealth.com go there today you need if you're going to be part of the posse you need a strong heart you need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with salty go there do it today, check it out.